0: Third Shift presents The Imposters Guide to Gaming, your quick fix for gaming news. Now, here are your hosts, Eric and Matt. Welcome everybody to a wonderful new episode of IG2G, we are talking about episode 58. Yep. Yeah! Matt's shaking his head yes. I guessed it out of the blue, on the fly. Do you like weird, random, crazy games? You know the kind that Matt always talks about. Do you like all the newest, Mm -hmm. coolest, up-to-date stuff? Maybe like, uh, Mm hmm. I don't know. Some really cool stuff. That's out right now.
1: What could it be? I don't know. You'll have to listen to find out, so stay tuned, everybody. Let's go. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up and visit Matt's re-releases Emporium. That's right. On today's episode of IG2G in the releases segment, I have three releases that are also re-releases of older games on current consoles.
0: Number
1: five. So I'm gonna start off first with Beyond Two Souls, which has come to PC finally, dropping on the 22nd of July on the Epic Game Store for only 20 bucks, which I'm gonna tell you is a big selling part of this and why I think you should go pick it up if you haven't played Beyond Two Souls before. What this game is basically, you play as a girl named Jody, and she has a a supernatural familiar named Iden, and You basically play through all different aspects of this girl's life, seeing all the, all the good stuff she goes through, all the bad stuff she goes through, all the ways that Aiden can help her, all the ways that, you know, her, her relationship with her family, her friends, her coworkers kind of ebbs and flows and comes and goes. And you can affect that in all the other cool ways. Now, this is a Quantic Dream game. This is a David Cage game. And if you know me, you know, I love all those games. But even saying that, I will say, this game probably resonates a little bit more than some of his other games because, like I said, you're playing through all aspects of this girl's life. You're you're going from when she's a little kid. There's a lot of scenes with her as a, as a little kid. Teenager times, you know, as she's evolving and developing and becoming a woman. And, again, dealing with this strange scenario of having this supernatural familiar and the situations that she and he and they get into. It's really, really interesting. It's really I mean, I say it every time, David Cage games are really like nothing else out there. If you want a, a rough approximation, I would say, again, a telltale game, some kind of adventure game of that ilk, but you're really not going to find anything that's like a Quantic Dream or a David Cage game. And it's only 20 bucks. so if you haven't played it and you're interested in those kinds of games at all, I would say definitely pick it up. And if you want more to sell you on it, Danny streamed it over at twitch.tv slash third shift me. I don't think any of those episodes are still up because they, you know, they purge your archive and stuff, but check out youtube.com slash third shift me. I know her episodes are up there. So if you want to check out a weird game and see if it's, see if it's for you, even in a re-release version here at a discount price on your PC, it's, it's, it's worth it. I'm telling you, but if, you, if you're still wondering if it is worth it and if it's for you, check out her gameplay series on it and uh, have yourself a blast. Have a good time. It's weird and wild and wonderful. I love it. Number
0: four. First up for my releases this week, we have Dragon Quest Builders 2, developed by Omega Force and Square Enix, published by Square Enix. This game was released on the PlayStation 4 and Nintendo Switch July 12th, 2019 here in the United States, so you can go purchase this right now if it sounds at all interesting to you. What is this game? Well, they took Dragon Quest, which is a classic RPG, very beautiful game. Awesome storytelling, uh, the old turn-based combat. And then they melded this game with another very popular game slash genre called Minecraft. All right? So here it is. You, the adventurer, the hero, set out to stop the big, bad, evil man, big, bad, bad guy, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. You go to these three different lands. You build the towns and cities etc around them using the minecraft mechanics but as you're doing so you're doing side quests main quests traveling around to different dungeons so it's a whole blend of jrpg with minecraft you're building stuff handling issues but instead of just building whatever you want wherever you want with no rhyme or reason it's more structured in that you're going to be building up these towns and these cities so people can live there, and then you can afford uh, the progression of your story, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Really neat, really fun. The combat in this is not turn-based, however. It is just a hack-and-slash type thing with a special ability that you can use, so you don't got to worry about any sort of old-school RPG mechanics that's going to like make you choke and gag and you're going to be sad about it. Nope. This just blends in the wonderful hack-and-slash Minecraft battle with the building, but with a story of an RPG, so that way you stay interested, you stay motivated, you have something you're constantly doing, it has all the you know typical tropes, mining for the different uh, elements, etc., building blocks to make your stuff, so on and so forth. So, if both of those things or one of those things sound really great to you, I'd recommend you take a little bit of time and go check it out for yourselves number
1: 3 next up on the releases i got i got a weird one for you i mean not weird okay you know i mean when i say weird you you know i know you think like weird weird stuff but i'm saying weird for me because this is World Cruise Story. This dropped on the 18th of July for the Garbage Baby Poo System, the Switch. But this dropped for 12 bucks. It's developed and published by Kairosoft. And if you don't know Kairosoft, they're mo- mostly a mobile game developer. And that's why I'm saying this is a weird one. Because we don't cover a lot of mobile games. Eric doesn't play games on his phone. I really don't play games on my phone. Danny plays some games on her phone, but she doesn't do the releases. So you, <laughs> you, don't, get, you don't get to talk about it, Danny. I hear you editing this podcast. Stop it. Don't delete this. I'm telling you. But Kairosoft developed a game back in the day called Game Dev Story that actually got me super hooked. It was like the first phone or mobile game that I've ever played, and it really. There's something about it. There's something about the Kairosoft games. And I actually got into a couple more of them. Grand Prix story. And I think like hot spring story or like there was one about making like a soccer team. But what these are are basically they're more or less sort of tycoon games. Think of like, you know, game dev story. You're making a game dev studio. Grand Prix story, you're running a race car team. World Cruise story, you're running a cruise ship and like a cruise ship company. And basically you start off with, you know, a, a, a big derpy ship that's got nothing on it. And as you make money, you can add rooms to it, add facilities. And then what's really cool about the Kairosoft games that I really enjoy is it's not just like building up your stuff. It's also investing in the future. So like, you're, you know, you're making your cruise ship, you're getting guests on the ship But you also have to figure out where that cruise ship's gonna go. And you can invest in those destinations. So if, you know, the America version in this game, I think it's called like, yeah, like Americus with a K. And there's like an Egypt land that's spelled kind of different. But you can invest in those countries. And then, you know, the more you invest in the countries, the more the trips to those countries You know, benefit you. The more people want to go there, the more money you'll get to upgrade your ship, to upgrade the country, to upgrade the destination, the trip all the way along the way. You start getting VIPs on your ship, and if you please them, you know you meet their certain needs. They'll throw you a good review, or they'll throw you a big old bag of money, and that helps you out. I mean, it basically sounds like a mobile game because that's what this was. This came out on iPad and iPhone, and I'm not—I don't think it's out on Android. But Microsoft do make mobile games, but they make really good mobile games. Like when I played Grand Prix story and especially game dev story, there weren't any pay to win mechanics. So there wasn't any of that, you know, Oh, buy gems to speed up the thing. It's just a simple, fun game. And, I don't know how to explain it. There's something about these games that really speaks to me. So I'm kind of excited to see that they're releasing a lot of their games on the Switch, which I now have. Uh, you know, again, sorry. You know, I like to buy dead systems, so I had to get the Switch. Now there's there's, there's these cool mobile games from Kyrosoft on the Switch. I keep saying mobile games just because I don't want you guys to get like big expectations, but like I've said, these are the only mobile games I that like resonate with me. Like I keep on my phone and I play a lot and have a lot of fun with. And they've got they've usually got pretty good music. They got cute little pixel art graphics. So go check out some screenshots, check out a trailer. If you are interested in this game or Kairosoft games in general, they usually do have free versions on your phone, and they're usually really easy to play on the phone like some of the concepts are a little like you know, managing a race car team it doesn't seem like a tap tap taparoo type of thing but the menus and the interface they're all really good so definitely check out kairosoft and if you're on the switch and you got 12 bucks handy it's only 12 bucks who doesn't have 12 bucks check out world cruise story
0: number two. Second up Today is a game that I intend to get myself. That's Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3 The Black Order. Developed by Team Ninja. Published by Nintendo. It was released July 19th, 2019 for the Switch. Yes, everybody. This game is exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. Another reason you all should be out there buying it. Alright. If you don't know what Marvel Ultimate Alliance is all about, it's an over-the-top Diablo-style game. Hack and slash. Go in. You pick your favorite Marvel characters, which they have many. There are tons to start with, and there will be DLC packs later with a Fantastic Four pack, X-Men pack, etc., etc. There will come with costumes, more characters, all this good stuff. So if you're looking for a plethora of Marvel characters to have some fun with, this game's going to have you covered. So, back to it. Thanos is back. He wants the stones. He wants to destroy the whole shindig. you got to stop him, so you pick... A few of your heroes, if you're playing solo, it's, I think it's you and then like three up, three other heroes, which you can switch to, you know, whenever you want to and use their abilities and keep going forward. Or you can play with friends, up to four friends, and then they control the other characters and you're locked into the one character and away you go through the levels. After every level, they've got like a cutscene furthering the story, which I hear tells pretty darn fun and uh, goofy, as you can imagine when you're involving this many Marvel characters. But every Marvel character has skills unique to them. Some do have crossovers because, of course, you get like Spider-Gwen, Spider-Man. So some of their stuff's going to be the same, but they change it up just enough to where that everyone feels a little bit unique. And, of course, they all have their different voice acting and portrayal of, you know, how they are, so you get their character, not somebody else's. It's not all generic and boring, which is fantastic. Now, while you're hacking and slashing, finding all these rare items, you're going to find these gems. I think it's like isotope baits or something like that. It's in been in all the other Marvel Alliance games. And what those will do is on your specific characters that you are playing, you can put these in and they will enhance certain abilities, detract some from others, but it allows you to customize your particular character the way you want them. And then there's also other abilities that you can get back at home base that are like this huge grid-based system in which you can up the skills, generic skills for all of your alliance so while you're going through you're leveling up, you're getting these gems, you're getting points to get into this hexagon. So a lot of a lot of skill management, a lot of uh you know min maxing, grinding, that kind of thing going on. So if you enjoy that, you're definitely going to enjoy this. And of course, who doesn't love a good hack and beat 'em up game with your friends having a good time or even solo, it doesn't matter. I definitely want to pick up this game. It's got tons of characters, different costumes for said characters. Uh, From what I hear, some of the costumes aren't as great as others, but they have promised, like I said, more costumes in the future. So, if any of that sounds right up your alley, I'd recommend you go check it out now. Number 1
1: So the last release on the list, the last re-release in this re-release Emporium Games Monthly Hip hip Hop Hippity Roo is Skulls of the Shogun Bonafide Edition. Now, I I know, I hear it. I hear what you're all saying. Dude, didn't that come out like six years ago? Yes, it did. But now it's out for The Dead System, the Switch. This came out on the 11th of July, developed by 17-Bit and published by Golem Entertainment. Now, this, this, again, it's an older game. It's getting re-released right now, but I've had my eye on this one for a while because when it came out, I know a lot of the YouTubers that I was following back then. And again, that's mind blowing to think about six years ago when I used to follow a bunch of YouTubers, but they were all playing it. And I was like, ah, this, this kind of looks cool, but it doesn't really scratch that itch. Now I'm looking at it again. It looks a lot cooler. And basically what this is, is a strategy RPG. You play as a, you know, a samurai general who gets stabbed in the back on the verge of victory. And now he's in the afterlife trying to either like jump the line and get into heaven or, as some people say, get revenge on the people who, you know, who murdered him. So I'm not sure which one it is, but the story doesn't really matter because it's told in a really lighthearted and funny tone. If you look at the graphics, that's going to tell you the kind of tone of the story because the graphics ain't that serious. The story's not that serious. I'm hearing it's, you know, it's full of humor and, Obviously, humor is hit or miss, so if you like this style of humor, you're going to love it. If you're not a big fan of silly humor, you're probably not going to like it that much. But what intrigues me is the gameplay, because like I said, strategy RPG, you know I'm all about those, but this one kind of breaks the rules a little bit. Now, if you've played Phantom Brave that had the ring system, like the ring movement system, where you could kind of freely move within that ring, that's the kind of system they have in here. So no big grids, no, no... You know, moving at hard angles, if you can move within your movement area, you can move to it just freely moving around, moving all around, you know, attacking, doing all this stuff. But then on top of that movement system, they also have an advanced wars type of like resource gathering a little bit where if you gather resources, I think they're at like rice paddies because again, it's it's feudal Japan type of era. If you move a soldier over rice paddy, he'll start collecting resources. There's a finite amount of resources, so you can only get so much from standing on there. You can turn those resources in at, I believe it's a temple, to buff your characters, or I think it's recruit new troops. One of the two, and otherwise think of it in like an advanced war style or a, a traditional strategy RPG or tactical RPG style. You're moving your units, you're fighting other units, you got regular soldiers that do melee damage, you got archers, you got... Other unique classes that I won't spoil. Uh, some other cool things you can do in the system is there's a there's a system called Spirit Wall in the game where, I mean, if you think of traditional Japanese tactics, like send your foot soldiers out, and then the general kind of sits in the back, and you have like big walls of, of units and, and soldiers, that's basically gets put into play here. If you like link up your units and make a wall that the enemy can't go through, all those units will get defensive buffs and the enemy can't pass through to get at your general, who's basically your king like on a chessboard. If your general goes down, you got trouble. So that's one cool system. Another cool system is there's like a push mechanic. So if like there's an enemy next to a pit, or next to the edge of a cliff, and you move your unit over to him, you can push him and knock him back a few, I would say a few spaces, but there aren't spaces in this game. You can knock him back a set distance. If he falls in the cliff, if he falls in the pit, if he falls off the world, he's gone. So that's a really nice way to get rid of really strong enemies. Like if, you're, if your back's against the wall, but they have to walk up this perilous cliff path, maybe you can eke out a victory with the much weaker force just by knocking people off the cliff. Another cool system since everybody is undead, you're ghostly. I think you're ghosts, basically, but you're like skeleton zombie looking. You're like green skeletons. That's why I say zombie, because like zombies green, skeleton is bony. So you got green bones here. That's that's where <laughs> that's where you guys look like. So if you defeat an enemy, they will drop their skull on the ground, and what you can do is send a unit over to eat that skull. And if you eat the skull, you get some HP back. If you eat one skull, you get some HP. If you eat two skulls, you get a little bit more HP. If you get th- if you eat three skulls with the same unit, that unit gets promoted, and now you're like a super badass version of that unit. So if you are having a tough time, maybe there's lots of waves of enemies coming at you, you can get some units to eat all those skulls. That will totally turn the tide for you. You can have a great old time. So you see, that's, I'm talking about it. I'm getting excited right now. I want to go play it. I don't know if I'm going to pick it up right now, but this is definitely a game to look out for. Skulls of the Shogun Bonafide Edition on the Switch. If you're a strategy RPG lover, if you're a tactical RPG lover, if and you haven't played it in the past like six years since the original versions have been out, definitely check it out. I will say one other thing. This game also has multiplayer. Now, what I've been hearing on the Switch version is the online multiplayer is totally dead. Nobody's been getting any matches. Nobody can find anybody to play with. But if you're on that Switch version, you do have local multiplayer, which I believe they had in the other versions too. But what's cool about it is, hey, it's the Switch. Throw a Joy-Con to your buddy. Throw a Joy-Con to your other buddy. One over there and keep one for yourself. Now, you can have crazy versus modes just you know, on, your little, on, on the screen or on you know, your little tablet desktop mode. I've been hearing that's a lot of fun. So what I've been hearing about the multiplayer is a lot of it is like real-time. So if you have your buddy holding the controller and you two are going at it, you're moving your dudes in real-time coming after each other. So that's pretty cool. Now, if that online multiplayer does... You you can find a match and you can work it, maybe in older versions of the game, this is more true than than others. But what I've heard is there is also an, an asynchronous multiplayer. So like if... You know, it's it like, hey, it's your turn. You t- you make your moves, you do your actions, and then you can, like, put that game to rest until the other player moves. So it's like, you know, like playing chess by mail like you'd see in an old episode of Frasier or something. So I thought that was really cool, really worth mentioning. Even if, by all accounts, the online multiplayer is completely dead on the Switch, you can at least get the Joy-Cons around and play with your buddies on that same screen and again, like I said, if you're into strategy or tactical RPGs, check out Skulls of the Shogun Bonafide Edition. It's on the Switch now, and it's also on, like all the other platforms, for the past six years. So go check it out. I'm going to be checking it out. Check it out with me, Skulls of the Shogun Bonafide Edition.
0: Imposter's Topic of the Day. So, the topic for the day, of course, you all probably guessed it was going to be. SDCC 2019. And yes, you're going, that's not really video games. And you're right, it's not. But it's this huge <laughs> geeky pop culture crap that we've got to cover because otherwise, well, pff, what are we? Non-nerdy people?
1: I normal don't know. folks?
0: Normal people? I don't know. Even <laughs> normal people tune into this stuff. It's on freaking news stations. So it's relevant. It's big, yeah. it's out there, it doesn't really pertain to some, some stuff I'm too interested in, but you know what, mm-hmm. there's a few things in there. So we're going to have a little topic about something we saw, something we've seen, what we like, what we didn't like. So Matt, kick us off and get us going.
1: All right, well, the first two things I'm going to talk about, and we'll, we'll, we'll toss it back and forth, but preface it with my first two things, are things I'm excited for, but I'm also slightly terrified about. And the first one was one I didn't expect to see anything about until I don't even know when, but uh, Top Gun Maverick, that got oh, shown yeah. off, a new trailer for that. Uh-huh. I just watched it again, sitting there, and I was like, I-, I love movies about like fighter planes and jets and stuff. So this is 100% up my alley as soon as I saw fighter planes jets flying around. What I'm concerned about is like, what's the story going to be? What because it can't be as good as the original, even though they have so many callbacks to it in the trailer. They got the shirtless volleyball, they got the drinking at the bar and singing. Which was
0: silly by guys. I saw the shirtless volleyball get away. Uh-huh. You, you know, okay. That's what you I guys guess. did. You I know that's it.
1: what you did. You yeah. didn't go and drink you know, Jim Beam and play Diablo. <laughs> I know you guys were like, oh, we're going skins,
0: our baby. Yeah. 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 You know, the sad part is we did play skins non-skins. It's, See? That happened. It did happen, uh-huh. but it wasn't that luxurious and just sexy and out there, man. It yeah. wasn't like that, no.
1: Hey, you got you got to remember though, this is Air Force volleyball.
0: It'd be even worse for Air Force.
1: No, no, I mean it's just like they're even more know, out
0: of shape and no, disgusting what, and... no, what? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't crush the dreams for all, all, for right, all the bombs out I there won't. listening. To this. You know
0: what? It's all good. Everyone's ripped and fit in the military. Look at them all go, sexy. There you beasts. go.
1: So I'm excited because hearing, hearing that Top Gun theme, even like the slow epic version of it over the jets flying, I was like, this this is taking me back. It's taking me back. But old man Tom Cruise riding his motorcycle, I was like, mm, I don't. Mm, it's I'm still, ah, a, I'm ho- still the
0: cat. I'm still a captain.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm hoping it's. I'm hoping it's like cheesy and good and not like too like. Heavy handed and trying to be dramatic, I hope they I hope they really run with some eighties cheese and come out with like a fun trailer that shows off this fun eighties cheesy vibe that I'm hoping that they go for but otherwise i you know
0: i'm I'm worried because back when they did the original, you know you could make up a threat there was still in this mm-hmm. this movie's covering it which I find amusing and i I'm I'm really interested in see where they go with it because back then there could have been a possibility of an enemy fighter coming over and in mm-hmm. a scenario ha- taking place in which case they actually have to go do something. But as the movie even says, in today's day yeah. and age, yeah. it doesn't happen anymore. It's just not there's,
1: there. There's no dogfights. You shoot no. a missile from four miles away. Exactly. And,
0: it tracks yeah. them, blows them up. If it misses, you shoot two more. It does the job. You go home. Yeah. That's really all it is. You don't, we don't go up there dog fighting and, oh yeah, do mountains and crazy things and through the clouds and all this juking and jiving. None of that And it doesn't, it's not real anymore. So Mm. I was, I was appreciative because when I first heard it was coming, I was like, that's no, oh goodness, what's happening? Then I watched the trailer. And then I saw the old uh, Colonel, whoever he was, like, uh, "You're just an idiot. You guys are a dead breed." And I'm like, "Yeah, that's very true. Yep, okay." Mm. And of course, old time though, no, not today. Not but today.
1: then you see he's got like space helmet on at some part, so it's got to be some. It's got to be something <laughs> totally wild. He's going to space. <laughs> you, I mean, you know it. It's. Uh, no, we're now I'm bring getting excited Mission again. Mission
0: Impossible into this. <laughs> now, I'm, now I'm
1: getting excited thinking of like some robot drone army that they sent up in a space station. The North Korean has got to go fly through like a tunnel and blow it up or something.
0: Oh yeah, That's Star Wars it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. I like it. All right, I'm down for this. <laughs> it's got Tom Cruise in it, so I got to watch it. Uh, I was never yeah, a big uh, Top Gun. I was never a big Top Gun guy though, but mm. Tom Cruise, man, it's just Tom Cruise. And whatever he does, I go watch. So it doesn't mm. matter. I'm going to see there it.
1: There you go. All right. So what do you got up first?
0: All right. Well, I was wondering if you wanted me to go. I was super stoked to see the in-depth trailer and little look at uh, the, I don't know if it's the final one, of Terminator. Oh, yeah. The new Terminator yeah, yeah, yeah. coming out. The, uh, what's it called? Terminator Dark Fate or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Dark Fate. Yeah. yeah, okay. So watch that. And of course, you've seen the original one and she does the flip on the thing, but this one was like mm. way more in and Sarah's, you know, da 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 da. I kill, I kill Terminators. That's what I do. Mm. I was like, oh, yeah. And then I found out they're bringing back the original kid that's, uh, John mm-hmm. Connor. Yep. He's back as an adult and everything, obviously. I'm like, yep, we're doing it right. We got freaking Arnold Schwarzenegger in there. And I'm like, yes, I am on board for this.
1: Now I, that, that's one that I've been terrified for for a long time. No, because, because after Terminator 2, it all just went crazy town, banana world. And I've, I, and they've been, they've been okay. They haven't been Terminator though.
0: Yeah, but James Cameron was in charge of one and two, and he's in charge of this one. And the official canon. As a
1: producer. As a producer. Yeah,
0: as a producer. Yeah. But still, he's very active. He's in a lot of interviews. He's doing a lot of yeah, yeah. this and that. And he's he's colla- collaborating, of course, with the director, and they're on the same page. With they mm-hmm. want to get that two buyback where it was just dish, 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 moving, 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 action, 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 killing, mm-hmm. killing, killing, nonstop. And that's where it got you tense. That's where the pressure came from. You know, just yep, that yep. this is happening, and it's nonstop. It's, this, you know, he doesn't rest. You cannot mm-hmm. rest. There is no rest until this thing is dead or you're dead and that's Mm. what made it so amazing was just that boom not nowhere was safe nothing was safe and that Mm. was awesome and they said they're bringing that back they got rid of all the rest of them all that's that's what i'm excited
1: for (laughs) but then also why is arnold schwarzenegger there what how is he there if none of the rest of them happened
0: because one and two happened
1: yeah i know one
0: and two happened but right beyond that it never happened
1: but in, but all the Terminators who are in the past are dead, so there's no old Terminators.
0: Well, there, he, he the original one still existed, one didn't he? No, he melted down, didn't he? Mm-hmm. Yeah. How did they get him out of there? You're right. See, mm-hmm. that's what that's what made Question me think mark. it
1: was a sequel to the last one because there was mm-hmm. an old Terminator in that one.
0: Yeah, there was the old Terminator.
1: But then if they say all the other but kind, they it said was all
0: are gone. Our, our yeah, they said it was all gone. They were going to pick up right after Terminator Two. That's where they're picking a the story up, or right, you know, some years obviously she's old, yeah. but
1: you know what I mean. Unless, um, unless something like another one happened in between, and then they're going to go, oh yeah, he came back like twenty years ago and helped. Mm-hmm. That's only that's all, that's my that that's where I keep going like this because everything they said sounds great. It's R rated, it's back to the slam bang action and tense nonstop. But why is
0: why is the T eight hundred there?
1: Are the other ones really gone? Or are they sort of there? Hmm. I don't know. I
0: wonder I, I now, too, because with all of it jumbled in my brain, I'd totally forgotten yeah. that. And two, he, he went and pfft, all melted. Yeah. So, huh. Yeah, you're right. Okay, now I'm a little scared again. <laughs> Mildly scared. That's okay. It's all right. Uh-huh. I still see him in the theaters, regardless of whether they're good or bad. <laughs> oh, man. Dang it, man. I was so excited. I'm down sorry. You like you down like down shot again.
1: me up with Top Gun a little bit, and I just dragged this one down. <laughs>
0: you just kind of no. Come down, come down off that ledge, man. <laughs> it's not well, good I, up there. I'll, I'll
1: say I, I'm hoping it's good because, like, like you said, everything, all the behind the scenes stuff. The director seemed super excited. All the actors were super hyped. Mm-hmm. James Cameron was saying all the right stuff. <laughs> so uh, I'm I'm hopeful. Yeah, but I'm confused. So. Please yeah, now good.
0: now I'm confused too because that doesn't make sense that Arnie's back there. Mm-hmm. I'm sure they'll explain. It. It'll be fine. It'll be fine. Yeah, it'll be fine. It. Goodness, all right, Whew. all right. Back to you, Matt.
1: Oh. So, so another thing I'm hoping will be fine because it hit every single nostalgia vibe. I watched the trailer again today, and I got like I actually got chills watching it. Is Star Trek Picard, the uh-huh. series that's coming for CBS All Access, because. Everybody knows, and if you don't know, now you know, I grew up with Star Trek Next Generation. That was, like, my oh, whole God. childhood. Like, just, I mean, not earliest parts, but, you know, what, you know, like, developmental stuff. Like, I watched the whole series, reruns, everything, you know, taped some episodes, watched them again. My house so seeing- burnt
0: down watching that, Matt, okay? <laughs> my house burnt down watching it. <laughs> I'm a Star Trek, live or die! <laughs>
1: So, see, so seeing Picard again, I mean, the teaser trailer we got a while ago with the with the vineyard and stuff, it already gave me like that that like is is it really gonna be? And then seeing him in action, hearing the voice, seeing you know the the little communicator badge on him, uh-huh. I'm like, this is what I want. But then we're getting into continuity again here because it's go it's after. Star Trek Nemesis, which uh-huh. was the worst Star Trek movie. Just terrible garbage, throw it away. And they're like, oh, hey, remember when Data saved me at the end of Star Trek Nemesis? And I go, no, please, just shh, stop it. Stop that. But then I'm also, I mean, I'm also sort of terrified that it'll become like some kind of weird, like action show. Like, cause, you, you know, you see the girl doing action stuff, you see yeah, her getting she's shot. It's all at.
0: crazy. Yeah.
1: And it seems like it's all, you know, in one action scene. But if you think back through the Star Trek movies versus the show, it was like super duper action, whereas the show was, you know, diplomatic, personal Da-da-da. things, yeah, like deeper, deeper issues than uh, he's coming, he's going to shoot me. So I'm hoping they they go back to a little bit more of a balance between, you know, you can have some action stuff with the girl running around doing stuff, but I want to see some like deeper issues, like political stuff, y- you know, the kind of the kind of problems they would have to solve in the original series. I hope I'm- there's I a think good you're mix fine.
0: Matt. I think you're fine. You're talking about a TV show. TV shows never just do every single episode jam-packed action craziness. They don't have the budget True. for it. It's impossible. So. And not to mention when they did that little commercial and then they did that like first look into, Bacard was like super reflective and it was all mm-hmm. like just memories and him be- trying to become something else and getting dragged back. And a lot of it had to do with the politics and the, and the, and the memories and the this and the that. So I think you're going to really kind of explore his headspace and deal mm-hmm. with some of his demons and, and get him back on track. And then his crew, like I was just. Data in some way, shape, or form. I don't know if it's reals or memory or what. He's coming back, so mm-hmm. you're going to see him again. Riker's coming back. A couple of others are coming back too from
1: the original. Seven and nine from Voyager yep. was there. Yep. Mm-hmm. Unless she was like a vision, because she was like, "What are you doing here?" And he was like, "Oh, surprise! There's a lady in my house." Yeah. So I'm wondering if she's like in his headspace, and that's like like she's his mind palace. He goes back to his. His vineyard and trying to think on the things the, through.
0: Yeah, calling on like different parts of himself, which are in the forms of data, her oh. and Riker, et cetera, et cetera, to That'd deal with cool. the present and keep going, which would, like I said, again, go to what you're saying. And I think mm. a lot of the episodes are just going to be him dealing with things and moving mm. forward. And I, I don't know, I'm stoked that I never get to watch it. I'm so happy because it's on CBS All Access and I don't have it and I can't afford it. So
1: <laughs> and that's the thing. Like I want to watch it to see if it's good or not, but I don't have it and I'll never have it. Hmm. So like I'll have to wait until like Red Letter Media reviews it and they'll be like, "Oh, it's actually pretty good." And I'm like, "Sweet. I wonder if it'll be on Blu-ray or something." And In like
0: I'm, a year and a half
1: from yeah. now. Or I'll watch the review and they'll say, it's not very good. And I'll go, oh, another Star Trek property I can't watch. Just like Discovery, which you can't watch.
0: hmm I think this one will be good. I have faith in this one. And you're a minority in the Discovery channel. I think a lot of people dig that one. Mm-hmm. So that one I hear's good, but, you know, whatever. I don't know. I'll never know. So I can't I really say, put my own two I'll, cents on it.
1: I'll never know either. But like the super diehard old school Trek fans... That I listen, that I you know watch and listen to, uh-huh. they're not big fans. So, hey, you know who knows? That's
0: true. The I should say the common people.
1: There you go. Yeah.
0: Say they uh, are digging this <laughs> new one. It's people who don't know their
1: Star Trek, who didn't have their houses burned down while they were watching Star <laughs> yeah, Trek. Those <laughs>
0: common folk <laughs> falling asleep with the pizza in the oven to Star Trek, and then burning it down, <laughs> and then having to let the firemen in. What a good time! <laughs>
1: Awesome. So what you got next, Eric?
0: All right. So up next, you know, it was coming it part two. They gave the final trailer for that one. And I, it looks so promising. I'm super Mm -hmm. excited. The it, well, the it book fantastic all the way through. All right. But it, the TV series, the old one was amazing Mm -hmm. in the kid's side. But when they did the adult side, I thought it was lame, fell apart. was kind of boring. Did not dig it really whatsoever. So mm-hmm. I'm hoping that this time around they really nail it and get the adult side of everything right. Whereas they did a great job with the kids' side of it, but mm-hmm. I'm still I'm still worried because like I said, they failed last time to do it and obviously it's nobody involved from the last one is this one. Right. But you know what I mean. Just in general the track record is the adult side is no good. Which mm-hmm. is odd because generally we both, you know, dislike kid actors and how that mm-hmm. all ends up going, but man, they did a they knocked it right out of the park. I'm hoping for a couple more scares this time around with them being in the adult side of things. Just because I feel like the, in the uh It 1 or whatever, Part 1, I don't think it was, it wasn't scary at all. There was no real, there were not even really jump scares, to be honest. I, I think it was just, mild. it was mildly tense, you know, and it was a good time and everyone did fantastic, so it was a great movie. But I'm hoping to get a couple moments where, you know, I actually go, oh, goodness gracious, what is going on?
1: Well, you can see it a little bit in the trailer. There's a, a it has a lot more like a gruesome feel. Like mm-hmm. there's the scenes where she's all covered in blood and all kinds of weird stuffs going on. So I hope, I mean, I I still haven't seen part one, but I feel like this one they're gonna they're gonna ratchet it up because you can do a lot more stuff with adults and, and adult. It, yeah, actors, and it takes even more though,
0: to scare adults too. So,
1: yeah, that's true too.
0: And that's its whole mo is he's got to make you fearful, and that's what mm. he feeds off of. So it's he's got to up his game. He's going to get all these adults terrified, and then of course kill them, eat them, et cetera. Et cetera. There you go. So I, I hope I it can't happens.
1: I can't copy too cop too much to this one because I saw the original TV series like once, and I haven't seen the new movies yet. But mm-hmm. the trailer looks really good.
0: Yeah, it does. It does. They did a great job with it. I think uh, it's Bill Skarsgård or something. I, I always get his name wrong, but mm. the actor who's playing it.
1: Oh yeah, yeah. It, the, he's he's some kind of Skarsgard. Yeah. Yeah,
0: he's amazing. Like him as it, fantastic job. I've, I've seen like so many different like behind the scenes interviews and stuff where the other actors and actresses are like, he genuinely just terrifies me when Mm -hmm. he's doing his clown stuff and I don't like it, you know? (laughs) I'm like, that's amazing. You know, that Mm. makes you feel good and it shows in the show. So I can't wait for that one to come out. I was excited to see the final trailer for it. I hope, I hope, cross my fingers that they knock it out at the park and it becomes a classic. For all the rest of time.
1: Now, another thing I'm hoping becomes a classic for all the rest of time, because it looks so good right now, but I still don't know enough about it. Again, it's the Watchmen trailer, the new Uh. HBO Watchmen series that they dropped. Now, I've said it before, I loved the movie, but I don't like the comic book. I like them I appreciate the movie more and more the more I watch it. So I'm hoping that this like extended it looks like part of it's like prequely stuff and part of it's sequel stuff. I'm really hoping to see more of this really cool universe and cuz just like just the setting of Watchmen is exciting and cool to me. Like you've got the zeppelins and Nixon with his four terms in office and this weird like extended Cold War world and seeing the aftermath of what happened with Dr. Manhattan and everything in the movie It'll be really cool to see. But just, I, I watched the trailer again just before this, and just the style of it, the visual style, the stark colors, the everything about it gets me excited to watch it. So I'm just hoping that they pull through with a really good story, really good plot, really good characters and action, and just that hard-hitting dark feel of Watchmen. I'm really excited to see where this one goes.
0: Who's putting that one out? HBO?
1: Yeah, it's HBO. It's okay. a series.
0: I, I thought it was HBO, but I wasn't 100% sure because I just remember watching Game of Thrones. I thought I saw a couple commercials towards the end there for it. Yep. But, uh, that one, you know, I love watching the movies, just like you said. I'm in that same boat. I, I yeah. watched it the first time. I was like, ah, all right. And then I watched it again. went, okay, this is good. Yeah. Watched it again. went, no, this is really good. And then just fell, I wouldn't say in love with it, but just really came to appreciate it. Yeah. And, and enjoy it. And once I have the, uh, it's funny because I have the, the comic as well. The whole, Mm. whatever they call, uh, visual novel or whatever you want to call it. I have it, but I don't really care for it that much. It's not, you know, so I'm just (laughs) like, eh, whatever. Mm -hmm. (laughs) It's okay. Shay, you know, our buddy Shay, he really liked it and may me get it and all that's good stuff, but not my jam, but I'm looking forward to it. I just don't know. I'd have to, for me, it's going to be one of those like tied in. There's gotta be mm. something else that I want to see on HBO that draws me into HBO for a few months, and then while yeah. I'm there, I would check you it out, catch up, and check. Yeah, out. just because that. I know HBO's got a huge budget, and I know they can do a lot of stuff, but I'm worried mm. this one's gonna be real slow. I'm worried that's yeah. gonna kind of go at a snail's pace, and uh that, of course, it's not my jam. If we don't pick mm. up and get things rolling, I'm off, jumping ship. Woohoo!
1: Yeah, I can see that because especially in this trailer, you see. the the main character lady as just, you know, raising her daughter and doing stuff. And then in the other scene, she's all all fully decked out with the paint and the mask and a hood. And then something big has happened and she's got like the hood of the mask ripped off. And she's like, holy shit, something's really going down. So depending on how long it takes to go from one to the other to the next, yeah, I, I could see this taking like being a real slow burn, like all that action's in the last episode or something. Uh-huh. So, yeah, yeah, we'll have to see, I guess.
0: We shall see, indeed. I'm sure we're going to see a ton more trailers, ton more things about it before it actually hits. So mm-hmm. I'll be watching mm-hmm. for it. Now, I kind of wanted to briefly touch, I guess, just as a packet, the the Marvel situation. Mm-hmm. Because I don't want to take go through every single one of them. Just it's yeah, yeah, too yeah. much to go through. But as you saw, there's no Avengers this time around. Mm-hmm. So there's no real big concrete story that's going to bring everything together no matter what you think or what you want to yeah. keep it going. And so I find that kind of I kind of freeing but also dangerous. Mm-hmm. Because now it's all these singular stories obviously in the aftermath of uh Endgame and all that. Mm-hmm. But with nothing to keep them focused and the different directors bringing it together, I'm mm-hmm. worried it's going to start to just kind of go screwball all over the place mm-hmm. and then the continuity is going to be weird and they're going to have to start backpedaling or like making alternate strange decisions because it didn't go quite the way it was supposed to. I don't know. I, I just feel like at one on one hand I'm great because they get to finally go their own way, but at the other side of it I'm like this is going to start to go whack job and, not, and it's not going to make any sense. yeah, yeah. yeah.
1: You know, I, I do agree with that, but if you think of, like, the, the standalone Marvel movies or the, like, Ant-Man. Uh-huh. Ant-Man wasn't really connected to anything. No. The only way Ant-Man and the Wasp was connected was just a bonus scene. So I'm hoping it's a lot of stuff like that where, you know, the director gets his vision for this character and this story, and they can make a cool standalone story with maybe, like, one guest character from, you know, the, the line Avengers Nick crew. Nick Fury
0: obviously would be the one that's going to mostly show up in these... Sporadically, yeah. which I think is kind of your, your ultimate tie to the Avengers, is mm-hmm. going to be him showing up and going, Hey, I see you did this. Oh, oh, oh just remember, if I need you, you know, you better answer. Mm.
1: Mm. So, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's something like that and not, <laughs> as you were saying, directors going screwball. Like, it, it, you put me in mind of, like, thinking about Star Wars and, Oh, look, Force Awakens set this mm-hmm. up. And then Last Jedi just goes, just Nope, smacked him <laughs> in the face. Oh well, I, I really none hope that doesn't means, happen here. But this means I, anything. <laughs> I think since it's a since it's a phase four and they have all the the giant umbrella over all the stuff, I don't think it could possibly go that bad. But now, now mm. you got me scared. Now you oh, brought hi. me down, Eric. Thank Damn you. It.
0: I was glad. I'm glad I could do that. So a couple hot takes <laughs> on just overall. What do you think? Uh, you know, I'll, I'll give one real quick. I see the yeah. uh, the new Thor coming up, Love and Thunder it's mm-hmm. got Natalie Portman coming in. She's going to be the female Thor and we talked about this a little bit off screen, but I figured mm-hmm. we'll get it on here right now. I I do appreciate that uh Thor whatever. He's going to be moving on and doing something else mm-hmm. because that frees him up to just go be a demigod and go have, you know, beer and drinks and be ridiculous and yeah. get some of the goofy fun Thor. Instead mm. of just having him always come back to the serious store to take care of business and handle things and yeah. passing the torch on to Natalie, my only problem, and it's the same thing I told you, is that Natalie is a thin, 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 thin woman. Thin. Mm. And I'm like, wow, okay, I wonder if she's going to buff up for this and kind of get some muscles on her. And because, and uh, well, who's the chick who plays um,
1: the Let's Valkyrie? See, I was just... Oh, uh Tessa Thompson.
0: Yeah, she's got, you know, she she looks like she can kick some butt. She looks like she mm-hmm. can kick ass. And Natalie, is all, you know, she's good to go, but she doesn't look like she's some kind of Amazon warrior or nothing like that.
1: We'll see. I'll throw this back at you then. All Tessa right. Thompson was in annihilation with Natalie Portman. She yep. was the skinny geeky scientist girl. Mm-hmm. She didn't look like she could beat anybody up in that movie. No. So and now she's looking like this and so. now she
0: does you know i mean i you know it's possible but i'm just wondering mm-hmm. will natalie do it you know yeah. as an actress will she actually go through the training and you know get some tone definition all that going to take the part or are they gonna just kind of go eh? you know it's magical and
1: Listen, I, I feel like i feel like she's that kind of actress that would like i feel like she went all out and stuff like uh, you know, like Black Swan, getting mm-hmm. super into oh, that. Oh yeah, she, she went, went way into that. Yeah. So I feel like if if you tell her you got to get a little, you know, you got to do some, a lot of training, she'll be like, "Heck yeah, I'm going to do that because I'm that kind of actress." I'm hoping so. And but if then that again, happens, I'd be excited. But then again, you had that same situation with Wonder Woman. Gal Gadot mm-hmm. is was thin as a rail in every single Fast and Furious movie, and then she gets in Wonder Woman and she looks. And she's real. You know, she's toned. Yeah, and she's, she's toned good. up. She's good to go, so i i, I, I feel sh-
0: like
1: I feel like that part will be fine. But I'm I'm just terrified of bringing her character back into the Thor world. I mean, it's still Tika Waititi, the director from yes, the last one, which from is Ragnarok. why I have hope. Because so I, I have hope, and I I'd like to have faith. But I I really I need to see. I really hope they can pull something good out of her for that. Because I don't the know. First just,
0: two Thors were trash. Let's just be honest. <laughs> Her, her character
1: and 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 those movies just pulled me out the whole time. And if time. her
0: if her buddy's there, I'm just gonna. I'm not even. <laughs> no,
1: I, I can't do it. Maybe Cat Dennings becomes a new Thor. I I guess you know. There you go. She's yeah.
0: She's, she's she could get some. Muscles she's good going. to go. But you know what? No, because she can't stop. She just jokes too much. She couldn't stop, Matt. It drove me. I couldn't hey, take it. No, Can't take no it. You'll
1: stop joking when the lightning of Odin hits you. He's like,
0: oh, there wow. you go. Jokes knock, got burned away. Knock the jokes right out of you. There you go. If that happens, <laughs> I'm on board. But by God's go. <laughs> man, that drove me nuts. But I agree with you. Having been the first two Thor's <laughs> trash, and her being associated with it the entire time, it just yeah. instantly I go, oh no, you're trying to trying to go back to the dark ages here. I don't like, like that.
1: Like I was really happy when she was out. Of all the other Avengers, mm-hmm. the other Thor, all the Avengers movies, I was like, "Good, this, you made a good decision." And now she's back, and I'm, I'm terrified. But you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna be positive. I'm gonna have that's hope. Right.
0: And that's what I'm doing. I'm having hope. Yeah. You know what? He he made Ragnarok amazing. Mm-hmm. So and of course Thor, you know Chris Hemsworth himself. He's been doing a fantastic job, knocking it out of the park. The mm-hmm. comedy with him is freaking bar none. Oh, yeah. So I'm hoping. That with Natalie getting back on board, she's excited. I mean, I she must want to do it
1: because she came back. Yeah. yeah, she
0: came back. So I'm hoping she's into it. I'm hoping she's excited. I'm hoping the training happens. I hope she gets more of a like a, a, a combatant sort of look and mm. gets in there and really just sells it. And so when yeah. the handoff happens, however it happens, it feels right. It feels good. And boom, we get a new Thor, which is mm. freaking cool. Goes with the comics, and then we get Thor himself rocking it out, going off with Guardians or whoever he goes off with permanently. Mm-hmm. And we get some comedy action and some more fun stuff from him in the future, but without the, Im- the, Im- the important, you know, I have to return and save the universe. Or... Yeah.
1: No, no mantle of Thor. Now yes. he's just Thor, the guy who runs around with a cool axe.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully.
1: <sighs> so, so that's hopes for the new Thor and this one, they haven't shown anything about. All we know is the lead actor and that there's a movie in the works. I'm so happy to see Blade back with a badass actor in that role. I can't wait to. Well, it will be forever until we see more. But just it gets me excited, knowing that it's in production. They got a good actor for it. I'm really hoping they get some kind of like Wesley Snipes cameo. He doesn't have to be Blade Senior, but he can just be like a dude at the club and be like, oh man. I'm messing with that guy. Mm-hmm. They went that way. <laughs> that <laughs> would be something great, cool. That
0: would be great. I would like it if he's just some grumpy old vampire.
1: Yeah, there know. you go.
0: Just somewhere out blue. Just for some odd reason, he has to stop and ask something or get some advice or do anything, and he's just there. And mm-hmm. then just so you're like, oh, ha, 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 old oh, man. Because you could
1: even do like a like an Expendables cameo, like yeah. they did with Arnold in the first one. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, go have fun or. Whatever movie that was. Yeah. Just do that. He's just passing by. And that maybe he's got would be a, freaking cool. He's got like a little sword on his back or something. Just just as a tease. Just mm-hmm. just the tease.
0: And I was trying to get his name the whole time you were uh, talking there. The new and actor I, guy? Yes. But it's a very yeah. difficult name.
1: It's like Mahershala Ali, something
0: like Yeah. Some I had
1: it. it and I practiced it and then I forgot it as soon as I sat
0: down. <laughs> yeah, I was looking for it. Sorry, folks. Sorry. I'm not gonna keep staring at my screens, going all over the place looking for his name. But I love him in uh the new true detective. I loved him in Oh yeah. Uh he was he did a really great bit for um Luke Cage. Mm-hmm. He was a bad guy in that. Awesome job! I don't remember what they called him, but it doesn't matter. It's irrelevant.
1: I think the only thing I've seen him in is Green Book, but then I saw him in. Well, I just blanked that first thing you mentioned. Saw, True Detective. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I saw I saw the trailer for that season of True Detective, and uh-huh. I mean he's a badass dude. He's got that like almost like regal look to him too. Uh-huh. Which so I think you make like a really cool blade if he's an ass kicker and then looks. You know, it's got that sharp, like, blade. Oh, real sharp, yeah. Yeah, yeah.
0: Real poised, you know, real, mm. you know, on point. I like it. I'm excited, yeah. but I am sad because as one of the articles I read said, and I agree with 100%, Marvel has control of it now. Yeah. And the new universe, which means no more blood, no more gore, no more... Slicing and dicing—it's all going to be, you know, Disney happy with like just oh, and they're just going to like fall down and die. So that sucks.
1: Well, well, two things. One, you got to go Deadpool on it. You got to let this be the R-rated one because it's vampires and blood. But if not, I mean, they made a TV show of Blade Mm -hmm. that wasn't like ridiculous. I mean, it was just on Spike TV. It wasn't on HBO or anything. I mean, when you ash a vampire, he turns into a skeleton. Mm-hmm. They did that in you know NES. Games, I
0: suppose so if you do that, that that'll work too, as long as you do mm-hmm. the ash thing or something. But yeah. I, I can live without the blood and gore, but there has to be a, a real showing of death. You know, yeah. it really sells it. Like the Marvel universe itself, with all the other ones, I'm just used to it being all happy-go-lucky. But yeah. the, you've already established Blade. So in mm. my head, I know what it's supposed to be, and it just yeah. would bug me if it's like, nope. Now we're just Disney happy and Blade Universal, oh, man.
1: <laughs> you know, millennials may not know Blade though; they That's might just very true. think, oh man, here's a cool vampire cool.
0: man. He's and all nice and cool, super
1: sanitized Blade with his with his with his. He's gonna have a baton instead of a sword. Yeah. Pow pow. pow pow I knocked pow. out those vampires. I got and him,
0: he's, and he's nice instead of mean. So yeah, he'll put like, you, you guys in everybody. vampire jail. <laughs> 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 Oh God! Well, I'm scared now. I'm scared. <laughs> I don't know about this blade anymore. <laughs> and then you know, one for me, and I'll, this will be my last one because we're mm. running long. Yeah, is a lump sum here. They've got a bunch of TV shows coming. All right, mm-hmm. they've got the Loki one. Uh, the is the the Hawkeye I know is a TV show. The Black Widow was that a movie or gonna be a TV show? I couldn't. I don't remember on that one.
1: Black Widow is a movie, but okay. then uh, Scarlet Witch, her, her standalone stuff is yeah, a TV show. Yeah, WandaVision. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's going to be a TV show.
1: And then I think uh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier was also going to be a TV show.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, so you got several shows here, which mm. is completely fine. Here's yeah. my problem. I love TV yeah. shows. Here's my big problem, yeah. yeah. It's all locked behind Disney plus the Super Netflix Edition
1: Yay! Now here we got the solution because we know a man whose name is Howard, and he says, "Oh, my wife makes me sign up for all the Disney stuff." I'm like, "Hey, Howard, bro, look, hey, check it out. You know, I will stream Alien Isolation all day if you give me that password and that login. This is how and we do it,
0: and that's how we do it. We take his, and he's our, he will be his guest going forward, and we, we get go. to watch yeah. it for free, mm-hmm. much like everybody does with Netflix, et cetera, et cetera. As we, mm. you know, as as of now
1: yeah Hmm, you're right or or super legally he brings in his ipad and we meet up for lunch and we're like oh man watch let's the watch the episode. latest episode of wandavision there do, you do, go because it's way, not legal okay. at all yeah.
0: no that's not illegal and everything's fine and that's exactly what we would do and are gonna do of course yeah that's how we do it bam nice at the lunch table hanging out watching those shows together we're God, like the a sanitized Disney
1: version of ourselves.
0: Now, <laughs> getting on <laughs> getting onto the point that's bothering me about this. All right. Before all the all the Marvel's been on TV, you know, yeah, mm. Netflix had the, the ones, but it, they never tied them in. They, they made it its own universe. Yeah. Now they're going to take this experience and continuity here. This is all, you know, Marvel timeline, real deal stuff, and mm. it's going to get locked behind the service you have to buy. And I think that's kind of dirty. I don't like it very much because I I know they had to and I knew it was going to happen because, duh, they want you to buy their $15 a month service and subscribe. Mm -hmm. But I'm still like, yeah, but there's a lot of people who can't afford that crap. They can afford to go to a movie once in a while, but they can't afford some stupid bill for some other service like, oh, they got Hulu, they got Netflix, they got CBS All Access, Disney Plus, Netflix. It's insane. And now you have to have it if you want to keep going with this 12-year adventure you've been on with Marvel to keep up.
1: Well, see, I would agree with that, but then at the same time, that was the argument that people had about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. when that came up. Either you'd have to be current on the movies to understand S.H.I.E.L.D. or current on S.H.I.E.L.D. to understand stuff in the movies. And I never watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. ever, so I don't understand whether it did or not, but I never heard anybody say, oh, you know, I never was watching the movie and went, Who the who the hell is that? And someone went, Oh, it's from Agents of Shield, dummy. You're not watching, you don't get
0: it. And you could do that because it was just the Agents of Shield. It was just a bunch of nobodies agents like Men in Black running around doing stuff. It never tied in. It wasn't like Scarlet, you know, came in and Scarlett Johansson, Black Widow came into that show and really did anything that was like important to the story that was going on. This time around it is Scarlet Witch is gonna be doing all of her own stuff this and that, going to town, all sorts of adventures, Hawkeye, who's not super important, so I'll let that one go.
1: See, I was going to say, Scarlet Witch is one of those weird characters, though. Like, nobody cares about her in the movies, because... They didn't do a lot with her in the movies. They introduced her, she's and the then she got mad about Vision. In there, being. Gosh dang it! <laughs> well, because she's too powerful, you can't do much with her. Mm-hmm. So I'm hoping that's what it is. It's like if you want more on Scarlet Witch, she's going to be doing all this crazy stuff over here, and then maybe she'll be like in the big fight scene, or she's a side <laughs> character who's like, "Hey, you know, you know, sol- solving the first problem." and Then she's got to go away for the rest of the movie. I-, I feel like that character and stuff like Winter Soldier and Falcon. Like obviously, Falcons the new Captain America, but those two haven't ever like without Steve there. They don't have like a, a relationship a bond Mm-mm. to the rest of everybody. So I feel like a lot of these characters that are getting their own stuff and like Loki's alternate version timeline stuff. That's all going to be
0: well. And see that one's that one's another easy cool one. Yeah, because yeah, he's off on his own. And you could easily get a good couple seasons off of just him doing whatever he does until he catches back up with mm-hmm. Thor. Because inevitably you know he's going to go mess with Thor again. And that's just well, yeah, yeah. the nature of the beast. That's what he does. He goes and screws with his brother. That's mm-hmm. what he always does. But you could get a couple seasons of him doing his own adventures, his own antics up until mm-hmm. that point. And he could even set up another bad guy scenario for some future Marvel movie at some point. That one's cool. I like that one. But it's just like the Winter Soldier Falcon one, I don't like because those are two huge main direct, now that Falcon's Captain America, direct characters. If you don't watch that series, and then you just go to a movie, six, seven movies down the road, and all of a sudden... Uh, you see Falcon, for example. Oh, he's got, he's impervious to damage. He's flying around. He's, he's knocking tanks up in the air and throwing. You have no flipping clue how it got to that point. Cause when you true, left off, true. he's just Joe Schmo in his freaking stupid flying suit. How's he, how's he doing all this? But of course, I'm sure the show's going to find a way to build him up and build a winter soldier up with him to, mm. there some kind of cool duo that becomes super powerful or whatever. Who knows? I don't know. I'm just saying.
1: Although if they are if they do just have a show you could do a lot of like way lower lower tier bad guy stuff uh-huh. like infiltrate a terrorist cell and stuff like that like yeah. normal everyday heroic things you don't have to be a meta human for you can be a superhero without doing that so True. I, I I don't know I feel like they've done such a good job with even just intertwining the movies that I feel like you they can screw it up I don't think they will I think they'll make the the shows Either so distant from the movies or such smaller scale stories that when they bring people back, it won't be, hey, Falcon is now an Asian guy who's seven feet tall because he passed off the mantle of the Falcon. And, and the, you the, missed the, it
0: all because you didn't have Disney Plus, don't I don't think, suckers, I don't think they can it. do that.
1: They can't do that.
0: <laughs> I think they will. Uh, Disney is an evil corporation. And I'm telling you right now, stand by because if you don't have Disney Plus, you're going to get lost in Star Wars, you're going to get lost in freaking Marvel. <laughs> Yeah. If you don't have Disney+, Plus, I think you're going to find yourself falling very far behind in uh, the storylines. I, I hope you're right, mm-hmm. but I just don't think it's going to happen because they got you by the balls. They got you by the balls. You're going to get this, it.
1: This will be the part where I fall out of Marvel movies then and, and I go be, watch yep. all my indie stuff <laughs> instead.
0: And that's what's going to happen, I think. I think they're either going to get a majority because the majority is invested and they're yeah. going to just – Fork over that $15. bucks. they are going to tell their kids you don't get to have dinner every other night, and here's how we do it, and you're going to get that. But you're <laughs> also going to get the, our contingencies like, nah, brah, I'm just done with Marvel. Because I want to be done with Marvel anyway, to be completely frank with mm-hmm. you, but I've invested yeah. too many years, so I'm like, well, I'll go keep seeing the movies, but uh-uh, I ain't getting no Disney+. Plus. Yeah,
1: yeah. I'm in that same boat. As soon as you tell me something's going to a new subscription service that I don't already have, I go... Okay, guess I won't watch that anymore. Like when yep. they talked about the offices going to the NBC Universal subscription. Oh well, I guess I don't get to see it anymore unless I buy the DVDs, which Down I'm probably going to do just in case. But like, I already have Netflix. I already have a bunch of other subscription services. I've got Sling TV. I've got New Japan World. I've got WWE Network. I can't put another fifteen ten dollars on it for something I won't use all the time. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I don't know. I agree with you. I want to be done with Marvel, but not not cuz I'm like sick of it or hate it, but just we we set it off air. I've been through this big 10-year, 11-year arc. I feel like that's that's Let's the Marvel cool story's done for me.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was hoping for, but it didn't happen, so mm-hmm. oh well, here we are hoping that they do right by the people, but it's Disney. We'll find out all
1: in due time. Yes, we will. And one one very last one for me that I, I was, I was dubious about, but I said I'd give them time and now I'm super excited. The Witcher TV series teaser trailer dropped. It looks freaking amazing. I, as, as a Witcher 3 book reader, game player, I'm so excited. The, the Yennefer stuff that I've seen just in the trailer, it looks so good. It's exactly what I was hoping they would do because if you read the books, you find out I knew it had
0: to be the the book side obviously because I was like oh that's definitely not Yennefer (laughs) Uh
1: but it is (laughs) it is but it's Uh real
0: her or whatever you want to call her but
1: so if it feels like this is like the first book like obviously you see her you see Geralt you see them reunited to do a thing at the end that's all first book stuff Uh so I'm excited to see if they if they just follow the book and go through all the, cause the first book's a bunch of short stories. He's like uh-huh. remembering his adventures he's gone through. So I don't know if it'll just be him going through the world and having the adventures with this as like the capstone around it. Cause you see, you do see Siri in yeah, there too. So, that's, yep. that's who the girl is. So I'm, I'm excited because I've only read one of the books so far. So I'm excited <laughs> to see how well they do what looks like book one and then where that goes from here. Cause just watching that trailer, it looks like the visual style of it, the looks of it, looks so good. I mean, Henry, Henry Cavill looks like almost too buff to be Geralt; like he looks almost too good. Mm-hmm. But it looks awesome. He looks awesome. Yennefer looks awesome. Siri looks awesome. Uh, it's just, I'm getting, I'm getting excited just thinking about. it. I'm going to turn on my TV and watch, <laughs> and watch it, it right now. I'm fifty fifty.
0: I'm right mm. on that pole, man, right now because instantly when I saw that trailer, and here's the part where I'm scared. I didn't Mm. think about Game of Thrones. All right. Yeah. Game of Thrones is the, the high bar of books to TV to me. You know, they did a fantastic job. Obviously, story altercade, and you can argue with me about how blah, blah, blah. I don't care. I'm talking about the Mm. quality and this, the, the value of it and everything that was there. Yeah. But then I was instantly reminded when I saw this trailer of another wonderful book series to TV series they did. And it was The Seeker of Truth. It was the Terry Goodkind spinoff that uh, they did the TV, and it was trash. It was complete and utter (laughs) trash. It was terrible. (laughs) And for whatever reason, this trailer made me think of that and not Game of Thrones. Uh, okay. And I don't know why, because like you said, the value was there. It looked good. Mm. I mean, everybody, and it's got great actors and actresses all there. It looks like it's got what it needs. I just don't know what happened. I don't know what was going on. Maybe it was just Mm. a weird day in my head. But for some reason, The Secret of Truth came to mind, and I went, oh, "No, no, 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 <laughs> gosh, no!" So, I want to be excited. Netflix has been putting out some really good stuff, so they've got that going for them. I have I'm, I have faith in it, but I don't know why I can't shake it. I can't shake it. I just keep thinking about Secret of Truth and that MTV spinoff that they did of Terry Brooks. <laughs> the Swords <laughs> of Shannara or whatever the little spit out they did yeah yeah yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> well now now I'm thinking about it I don't think we've seen we haven't seen much of any monster stuff uh-huh. so that's the one thing I'm worried about is we haven't seen the effects on monsters Where it'll be just all CGI which you know I'm not a fan of mm. or there'll be some practical stuff with CG on top of it yeah, to that it. I'm worried about because they haven't shown it but the the books have such good stories that were in, you know, the stories were the side quests in the game, like I've told yeah. you. So if they just follow those stories, it can't be bad. Like it can't be awful. Mm-hmm. It can at least be good. So that's I'm just. I have faith, but I'm. I, I don't now. You now you're scaring me again. In the meantime, I don't. I want to be let, hyped. Damn it! Let's get hyped. Don't even
0: worry about it. I'll go read the book in the meantime or books in the meantime. And maybe that'll pump me up a little bit more for it. But they—if mm-hmm. you want to check that trailer out one more time, you should, because at the very end they did have one monster. It was that spider. Yeah, the one coming out of the, out of the out of the swamp or whatever. So maybe yeah. inspect that and see what it looks like. Because I I only watched the trailer once myself, so I got to go back and check it
1: out too. But you know, but but what, if there there's a big spider monster, but like there's so many, you know, the Witcher series, you talk to a lot of the monsters. Mm-hmm. So i wonder what that's gonna look like. The interaction. With yeah, the and like stuff and like were, werewolves and ghouls, mm-hmm. yeah, and uh vampires and things. How they're gonna do that, cause you know the vampires are like crazy yeah. weird in, in mm-hmm. the witcher games sometimes. So yeah, yeah we'll see. I want to see those effects. That's what I want to see. Oh. Everything else looks so good. Please I, I, don't I want it to be effects. good.
0: I want it to be good. It'll be mm. good. It'll be good. Just I'm gonna say it over and over, just like I'm gonna do a Terminator. Everything else. It's gonna be good. Disney's gonna gonna treat us right. It's gonna be good.
1: It's gonna be good. It's gonna be good. (laughs) It was good. It was good. It was good. What about that part, Eric? It was good, it was good, it was good. good. Okay.
0: Don't worry about it. Watch it.
1: (laughs) So that wraps it up for me. Does that wrap it up for you, Mr. Eric?
0: Does it for me, good sir? Well
1: then it's time to wrap up the show. Imposters wrap up. So those were all our thoughts about SDCC, about a bunch of cool releases this week. What do you guys think? What were you excited about from SDCC? What did you hate about this Comic-Con? What trailers are you on that iffy-diffy fence about? Let us know via email info at thirdshift.me. Tweet at us at thirdshiftme, and find us on Facebook under Third Shift
0: indeed you can you can also find us over on the wonderful patreon if you like what you hear like what we're up to consider heading over there and throwing us a buck two bucks five bucks thousand bucks or the coveted one million dollars in which case we will open up that food line and we will run it and we will have an aisle with babies and jars and we will have a mascot running around like a wild fool that's one thing i missed from sdcc
1: he he had the- Kodeo Kojima was holding he the baby in a jar. jar, and I mm-hmm. looked at it, knowing that's going to be sitting right there, right there you on my desk. It. It's yes. coming. This prop yes. is coming
0: to help us out, and yes. that's when we're finally going to start getting that big old tip, and we're going to do what we've always said we're going to do. <laughs> but we treat it like a tip jar. Anything and everything helps us out immensely, keeps the lights on, keeps the podcast fees all going and doing all of its thing. However... Understand, people can't always donate money. If you can't, that's cool. That's all right. Because you know what? You can support us in so many other ways. Facebook, uh, Twitter, five-star ratings on the iTunes. Go over to Twitch, subscribe, throw us your uh, Prime membership, any of that. There's all sorts oh, yeah. of stuff you can do. Mailbag questions, uh, critical feedback, any and all things. Help us out. Keep us motivated. Let us know that you're listening and being entertained by what we're up to. So, hey, hopefully we hear from you.
1: Yeah, I'm hoping so, too. And you'll hear from us on August the 6th, because this podcast drops every two weeks on Tuesday. So we'll be back in your ear holes on that date at this exact same bat time and the same bat channel. And which channels those are? It's iTunes, it's Stitcher, it's Podbean, it's Spotify, and it's YouTube. And as I always say, if you like what we're doing, you'd like to help us out, please give us a like, a rating, a review, a comment, a subscription, any kind of good thing on any one of those good services, because it does help us out. And we really, do appreciate it.
0: We super duper appreciate it And we appreciate those five star reviews Give us a five star review Five star And until reviews. you give us that
1: review There's nothing else to say but No, no, don't forget no, to no, save don't forget to save